coming to you from the Summer Skates Hockey Players Footwear Studios. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Boost Mobile, where you never need a service contract and every plan comes with your own mobile hotspot and 99% nationwide coverage. Buy Summer Skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself and the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products. It's the funk out of your equipment or office. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Whether it's the Jive Chicken Sandwich or the Double Brisket, we are the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Buy M-Drive. You're not too old. Go to mdriveformen.com for all of your men's health needs. From multivitamins to workout recovery. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. UNLV Hockey. Play ACHA Division One in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalie and their equipment better than we do. Caesars Resorts and Casinos. An iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort you make your destination. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of College Hockey Champions. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time HockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans, college hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, as it may be. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from Scottsdale, Arizona, where I have put my boat away for the day, and uh, we'll bring it back out again tomorrow morning, it looks like, as we continue to have flash floods that send water running through the desert. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, on a beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, uh, you have a boat that you need to get down the streets in. Uh, actually, I don't. The ironic thing, of course, is... It was actually pretty nice here today, um, and at one point, I don't know if it's still true, but uh, there were more boats per person in Arizona than any other state in the country at one point. I don't know if that's still true, so I mean, it works. <laughs> it might be, but I'll tell you, strange places that uh, haven't flooded in years uh, were flooding. The last night, about 4 a.m., I get woken up with a uh, weather alert saying there's a flood warning, uh, imminent danger in your area, as they type uh, tend to do. Um, why, wait, wait, first of all, why do you have it loud enough for you to hear it? Uh, there was no choice. It just started buzzing and squealing and, and whatever. Uh, so anyway, oh, that uh, must have been fun because oh, honestly, it was, it was a joy. Four a.m. and uh, I found out that it wasn't anywhere near us. Uh, well, I shouldn't say anywhere near. It got about two miles away as it water was running down the streets like a river. Um, but yeah, so anyway, that that's the fun and excitement of the, the monsoon <laughs> season this year in the desert. Uh, another round of storms are set to hit us tonight, sometime between nine p.m. and no four a.m. Right. Uh, so. You know, when we get one to two inches of rain an hour here, uh, right. it's like getting um, 10 inches of rain where you are in an hour. <laughs> uh, I would know, uh, you know, it's not like uh, I have, you know, ever lived there. So I don't, it's not like I know. Um, 
Uh, I can remember, Paul, though, uh, before we get off this topic, I, I can remember when I first moved here back in 1990 that in the Ahwatukee area of South Phoenix, um, there it was rather undeveloped at the time. And we yeah, would get there's monsoon- nothing there. Who cares if it rains? Well, we would get monsoon storms then, uh, and water would run down the streets, and kids would be out in rafts. Uh, okay. And, and it was like the golf courses would – the washes would all run and they'd leave debris on the golf courses and they'd take like three, four days to get it all cleaned up again. And then another day after that, there'd be another monsoon storm and all the brush and everything would be all over the golf course, mud, silt, you name it. Um, yeah, it was a mess. But we, About- fr- thankfully, we haven't gotten to that point yet, but uh, we keep getting rain like this. Who knows? Listen, a, a third of that place wasn't there when I was there. A third <laughs> of what's there now is not there when I was there. Well, of course, <laughs> especially in the East Valley. And and tonight we're going to bring on a guest uh, that you wouldn't normally find us having on a uh, uh, NCAA show. But Nick Raboni is going to come on tonight, the associate head coach at UNLV. Um, I reached out to Nick because they're having a really good fundraiser for Shea Michelonis, the uh, uh, Las Vegas Metro Police Department um, uh, police officer that was shot in the back of the head during the uh, – George Floyd riots back, uh, it seems like forever ago, um, a year, a little more than a year ago. And um, uh, they put together a great fundraiser. It's, it's going to be a, a kind of like a scrimmage, but they're involving some Golden Knights people and some Silver Knights people. It's going to be all of, well, Nick will tell us when he comes on, so we won't worry too much about that. But so many things in Vegas. They announced this week, Paul, that uh, – as we knew, kind of the worst kept secret, ASU and uh, North Dakota will play October 22nd, something like that, 2022, uh, in the uh, U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game back at T-Mobile Arena. So that's big news for NCAA hockey in Vegas. Yeah, and, and course, by the way, oh, just hold yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to make that, but you, there's plenty of ASU alum in Vegas. There are plenty in the area. The gauntlet needs to be thrown down now. There needs to be uh, – listen, I'm. I, it, it, it'll be considered a North Dakota home game, but there better not be 15,000 green shirts in that building. There better be five to seven maroon and gold shirts in that building. Ooh, the gauntlet is thrown down. Folks, you've got a little over a year to uh, to get yourself together for that because uh let's be honest paul the, the showing when they won the ice vegas invitational was not good it was well, not that's, good at all listen and I, they were I, new I they were young i get yes. it yes. i get it uh so there's been some time for maturity but by next year uh, you will have been in your new arena for two months and, and and you will be playing north dakota in what what's the kickoff to ncaa hockey every year the u.s well, hockey Hall of Fame game. They'll have played a couple of weeks, probably both teams by then. Yeah, but I mean, uh, people talk about that U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game as being um, the official, unofficial, official start of college hockey. It's the highlight. Okay. It's the spotlight. That's what people look at. So uh, it, it's a big deal. And North Dakota and Minnesota played at the Orleans and sold the place out. Uh, almost all, about 90% North Dakota people. So Listen, they're going to bring I, it. I, they're going to bring it to Team well, I understand that, but this is this is what I'm talking about. This is why I'm saying it now, and I'm sure there'll be somebody pissed at me for saying it. Not but, me. Not you, but 
but and, and not Eddie either. But the fact of the matter is, uh, if you're versed in anything about college hockey, and I don't want to make it sound like um, Jess Myers or or you know or Pat Micheletti or any of these guys because I'm not. I don't have nearly the depth of knowledge uh, about the the college game that they do. Um, but I know enough to know that these arenas book these games with North Dakota because they know they're going to sell every ticket in the place. Uh, yeah, they're going to Nashville this year. Right. Uh, playing Penn State. Now, they'll, now, I'll be very interested to see how much of that crowd is Penn State crowd. Yeah, it's a lot closer to, to Penn State than it is uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota. Right. Crying out loud. But well, I'll tell you right now, the North Dakota fans, they, they love these things. They love to get away from Grand Forks. Of course Forks they do. And uh, experience what are you beautiful to say? weather. What are you trying to say? Well, they like to get away and, and, and enjoy some weather, and they like to show their influence. I mean, everywhere they go, uh, they're, they're wearing green and white, and you're going to see as many Sioux heads as you will fighting Hawks heads, maybe more. Uh, even in, in a year from now at uh, T-Mobile Arena. And, uh, of course, Ralph Enkelstead, the, uh, the patriarch or patriarch of uh, uh, North Dakota hockey, uh, made his fortunes in uh, Las Vegas. So there's a huge connection right. there. And I understand. And, and the question, the question is- I want to ask Nick is, in three years, is it going to be North Dakota versus UNLV in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game? <laughs> uh, I, I assume Nick is aware that one of us was going to ask that question. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is. Uh, but anyway, um, so so Nick's coming on a little bit. Um, also, you and I were uh, bantering back and forth a little bit again about Lindenwood, and and I reached out to our good friend Chris Perry at the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and um, he's still blowing up my phone. By the way, <laughs> well, listen, I uh, listen, okay. I, you, I, I you say that you're fact, frustrated. Wait, I appreciate say- that. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that he is not big timing us, and still, you know, considers us important enough to actually talk to. Oh, we have. I have text Paul. He was going. Finally, I said, "Chris, I got a show to do." And he goes, "Oh, have a good show. Talk to you later." <laughs> but he he's firing stuff out there. He is as frustrated about the schedule thing and the lack of announcement as you are. Um, he's going like this, this, and this. And I don't know if I want to get into it right now because I don't know. I, I should probably read through what he said first. Well, and yeah, how much he meant to listen, say public or not. Listen, but. listen. I I understand that. Um, but at the same time, just look at how much, look how much material we've gotten out of this, even if it's repeated a little bit. And here we are in the middle of August. And if you want to say we're making fun of it, I don't care. You know, we, 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 we've seen them schedule some games against D one teams. You can hit one of the search engines or any of the search engines and look it up and you'll see stuff. Okay. Well, okay. Well, hold on a second. That's what I know. That's what you know. What I also know is they have been offering and recruiting 
players who have come out and said, we're going to play NCAA Division I hockey at Lindenwood in 2022-2023. There are players right. that have made that commitment. So if right. you're not going there, are you just telling these people that, uh, hey, you know, come here for the ride, but you know, we don't know if we're going to go or not. Um, so, so I see that. What, what Chris brought up a couple of points uh, that, that he said, just like you. He said, have you seen any announcement? Question mark. Have you seen any encouragement from College Hockey, Inc.? Question mark. Have you seen any major donation of dollars to fund a jump to NCAA? Question mark. Those are three good questions. They are. They are. But I so assume. I, I, I responded to him with no to all. And then I said, but then why a hybrid schedule? legitimate questions i mean they're the ones i i have to go back and look to see exactly what was said um you know um the athletic director came out and said our intent is to move forward but we need to be able to raise some money to support it quote i think we'll get there we're trying to secure a few lead gifts. Then we'll make a public announcement. We hope by summertime. Now, listen, that doesn't mean anything. They, they, nothing would stop them from saying it in November. No, absolutely not. I mean, they, and who knows? Maybe they're thinking that, um, you know, I was just looking at the schedule. I asked Chris for, for what he had for a schedule, and he sent it to me. And I found out that Air Force is playing Lindenwood um, two games, and they're both at 210 in the afternoon. Uh, reasoning okay. for that? Two ten in the FCA. I saw five ten. I, I assume that's Central Time. Yeah, yeah. So but that would be six o'clock. Uh, yeah. I don't know where you're getting two o'clock from, but that's okay. Whatever. Did you see the schedule? Um, no. I just sent you one a little while ago. Maybe you haven't a chance to look at it yet. That's why I said it said five ten. Okay. Well, I thought mine said two ten, but. I could be wrong. That's You're scary right. to think my eyes are better than yours. Well, anyway, I was thinking if they're playing in the middle of the afternoon, what's that say? <laughs> but I don't but anyway, know. Uh, I know there's so many things that are out there, but um, I would like to see that game in person. And uh, Chris said, why don't you just watch it on TV? I go, you know me. <laughs> if I have a chance to see it with my own two eyes, uh, and, and that's going to be a pretty big weekend, if I remember correctly. There are some teams coming out, I believe uh, – GCU is coming out that about that same time, and I think uh, ASU or GCU women, or maybe both, are headed that direction as well. So it might be a fun weekend, but we'll see. We'll see how things go. Um, so anyway, that's another uh, that's another thing to talk about. Chris ended my conversation by saying, "Not only have a great podcast, but he said again, I really hope I'm wrong." <laughs> So, hope he's wrong uh, about what? Uh, about them struggling to uh, to get there, to get oh. to NCAA level. But Well, listen, don't we all? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think everybody wants that announcement. They just make, you know, people think that makes it official. But then again, look at Robert Morris. They, they had well, a program. They were going along, and all of a sudden there was an announcement that went the other way. So just right. because that happens, that doesn't mean anything. And and by the way, let's jump into that topic real quick before we get we to Nick here. Um, uh, Robert Morris uh, making plans. Can I say that? Making plans for 22-23? Yeah, I just, uh, um, you know, we uh, that's that's the way it's looking. Okay. Um, 
you know, we don't, we don't, we don't have an official word. Uh, but you know, at, at last check, um, and I think I might have said this on Sunday, that they're going to have to reapply or to to re-enter those conferences. Um, I think in the case of the Robert Morris women's team, it'll be easier. And for the men, I don't know, unless Atlantic Hockey takes somebody else with them. You know, this whole even number thing that conferences have this uh, infatuation with. <laughs> or they just want to schedule easier. Ah, geez. So what? That, I mean, there's who cares? It's, it's easier now that there are independent teams. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, but it's easier to have an eight team tournament than a 17 uh, Why? team tournament because Why? then no. somebody has What's to have a buy. So what? Some- so what? Why not make everybody play the same amount of games and get a true champion? Why are you giving somebody a gift? Why is it? I, I earned that buy. I finished in first place. I won my conference. Oh, yeah. I figured you'd go this way. Let's start reeling them in, folks, right now. Uh, where's I Nick? won the conference. <laughs> I don't have to risk now guys getting hurt. I don't have to risk getting upset and possibly losing an NCAA tournament bid. Because I lost to the eighth place team in my conference, or the ninth place team, or what have you. So, so what make are you them play me a play-in game then. If make you're them not, play an extra game. If you're play not an good eight enough, nine game. If you're not good enough when you win it to take on the the lowest seed in the tournament, what's that say about your program? It's a hockey game, right? Yeah. Okay. We play so them ten you, times. They might beat us nine. <laughs> okay. But not this okay, game. Herb. Not okay, tonight. Herb. <laughs> I love it, Herb. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Let's see if we can connect with Nick here in about four yeah, minutes and uh, blown his ears out and roll on. Oh, he's probably had enough of you already. But well, I, I, I told sure you, he... I told you, if you're not careful, that UNLV Rebel card is going to be pulled, and you can forget about swag, my friend. <laughs> we'll be right back. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask 
any hockey player in the desert southwest. And they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burrito served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Coming to you from the Summer Skates Hockey Players Footwear Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight, where we're about to get dumped on again and have another uh, street flood, if we can have those here in the desert. And my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York, where it's nothing but balmy in the palatial estate. I'm sure he's got his feet up, probably sipping on a cool one as we do this show. But that's life in the big city, as they say. Yeah, and talk Paul? to me in January. <laughs> I got I to deal with you and Nick uh, as you guys are, you know, driving with the top down in your convertibles and and the wind blowing in your hair and the whole routine. And it's 75, 80 degrees, maybe a little higher, uh, maybe a little lower in Vegas, but, you know, all the way down to the low 70s there. So talk to me then. Okay, we will. In the meantime, we're going to introduce our special guest tonight on an NCAA show. The associate head coach of the UNLV Rebels, Nick Raboni, is with me. And uh, Paul, so uh, uh, Nick, how are you? And thanks for coming on. I'm great. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Uh, we're thrilled to have you. There's yeah. so many things to talk about in Vegas. And I told you, I said, uh, you know, I was going to have you on tomorrow night. And I know you're going to be out of town, but uh, a big event. So let's start right there, uh, Nick. A big event this Friday night at City National Arena. You guys are spearheading it, but tell us what it's all about. Yeah, so we're, um, we've been in talks uh, for a couple months. Actually, let me, let me rewind. We've been in talks for 
um, almost a year to plan this event. Um, unfortunately, with COVID last year, um, you know, right when we were thinking about doing it, things got shut down here in Vegas. So we had to postpone it. Um, and then as things started opening back up this year, we decided that we were going to move forward with it. Um, and it's really kind of taken on a life of its own. But the, the event is a, it's called Play for Shea. Um, all proceeds of this charity hockey game are going to go to Shea Michelonis. Um, Shea is a local police officer here for the Las Vegas Metro Police Department. And he was shot um, during some riots that happened last summer here in Vegas. And unfortunately, he's now paralyzed from the neck down. So Shay's in a tough spot. and We really want to be there for him and let him know that even though this event happened a year ago, um, over a year ago now, we're, we're still in his corner. And we want to do what we can to, to make his day that much brighter and, and help him on his road to recovery. Um, we know it's going to be a long one. So this charity event is going to be something fun for him to enjoy, um, as well as hopefully, you know, raising some funds for him as well. So the event will have players from the UNLV hockey team, the Henderson Silver Knights, um, a couple of retired Vegas Golden Knights and NHLers, um, uh, along with some of the first responders, police and firefighters across the valley. So we're really excited to have the event this Friday at 7.30 at City National Arena. Nick, how, well, has, the, how has there been the, – how have the Golden Knights been around long enough to have any retired players? Well, there, there we got, there's one, and uh, we got him. So, we're, you know what? We're, we're one for one. So, so Nick, I, I want to jump in with that real quick because uh, for those that know Shay or knew, uh, you know, Shea, well, he was a police officer, I always had a smile on his face. I had the pleasure of meeting him once, um, but he loved to talk hockey. He was a huge supporter of not only your program, but the Vegas Golden Knights at the time, and there's no doubt that he still loves the Henderson Silver Knights as well. Yeah, Shea's a big hockey nut. I actually um, had a really close friend that I grew up with that roomed with Shea. So, you know, a little bit after college and, you know, we got to hang out and get to know each other a bit more as well. Um, so just totally, you know, unfortunate thing that's happened. And um, I, I really hope that I can talk a little bit more hockey to him when I see him. Okay, so that's happening this Friday night. I've already got my plans. My room is booked up at Bally's. I'll be there. Uh, Stephen Marsh will be there with me, so uh, we're going to be out in support. We're looking forward to getting some T-shirts as well because I know that's a big fundraiser. But what else is going on during during the game? Anything else special going on? We have the Vegas Golden Chariots that are going to be playing during the first and second intermission. They're the local sled hockey team here, so this will be great exposure for them. Um, they're really excited to, to play in front of a packed house. I think this will be the most fans they've played in front of um, since starting their venture as sled hockey players. So we're really excited to see that as well. That'll be a fun thing. We'll have plenty of raffles um, and other ways that people can help out. There will be some Rebel Hockey uh, merchandise there for sale as well in case one of people want to get geared up before our season starts here in October. Um, so those are the kind of things that we'll have there overall. Like I said, it's just going to be a really fun event with some talented hockey players on the ice. I think um, people will have been itching to see live hockey again ever since the, you know, the night season ended. So this will be the per perfect kickoff for the fall. Are you guys going to keep it five on five or play it four on four to uh, create a little more space, a little more, I don't want to say shinny, but uh, just kind of create a little bit more uh, wide open play, or are you going to play it regular five on five? 
it'll be regular five on five. We have 19 guys aside. So as you can imagine, there's been plenty of players here that really wanted to, to play in this game. Um, so our, the rosters for these, uh, the game will be available probably tonight or tomorrow. And you'll kind of see um, the talent level is, is pretty high. I think, um, you know, we have 10 to 15 players that have played in the East Coast Hockey League or higher. Um, so I think a lot of these guys um, will still be able to showcase their skills regardless if it's five on five or four on four. Uh, and the goalies, you know, great guys, but I, I think they both know they're in for a, a tough one. Uh, so it's, uh, it, it'll be fun either way. Well, yeah, because m my guess is the one thing that usually suffers in games like this is uh, defense and checking. Uh, they're usually not too high on the priority list. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to lead into some hockey talk too, and then I, I got to get into the golf tournament because that's just a week a week later. But um, great news that just came uh, out of your camp. Um, UNLV's turning out pro prospects and pro players. Yeah, we um, you know we've had a couple guys uh, go pro. Prior to these three that we announced recently, uh, Dion Antison, I think, was the first one. He actually played with us for one year at the ACHA D2 level um, before he went on to play over in Finland. Um, and then we had Elijah Bariga as well, obviously, moving on from our program to play at the NCAA D1 level. So we like to consider both those guys moving on from our program to play um, you know, where, where their talents, uh, can be showcased at a higher level. Um, and now Cody, Deandre and Jake are all going to be doing the same. Um, so I think it's important for us and our program and showing our growth, not only from moving from the ACHA D2 level to the D1 level, but now, you know, turning out pro prospects as well, regardless of the level, whether it's overseas or, or, or back here, um, it's, it's a big deal for us. Um, it's always been our goal to do that. We want players that um, are being recruited by us to understand that they have every bit of opportunity to play professionally coming through our program as they would playing at the NCAA D3 level. Right. I mean, it's it's almost like basketball where people only think of one league when there are just so many leagues, not just here, you know, all, all over the all over the world where guys can go and play uh, basketball or hockey for a living after they're done in college that people don't necessarily think about that because you don't hear about those. Exactly. And, and to hit on that point, I mean, a lot of the times you're going to some countries or cities that, I mean, that, that might be the uh, hockey might be the biggest sport in that area. So you're going to be playing in front of, um, you know, some crazed hockey fans, you'll be treated like a rock star. And then on top of that, hopefully, you know, you're making a little bit of money and um, really get to experience a different culture. I think a lot of our guys after college want to be able to do something like this, not only for the money, um, but to kind of just uh, go go along with with the, the kind of gap year between maybe, um, you know, college and moving into the real world. And the, what better way to do that than than play hockey, the, the sport that they love in a, in a different environment? Um. Uh the three players, uh, I, I saw that they did sign pro contracts uh, just so the people can understand. Where did they sign? So DeAndre, um, he signed in the Swedish two league. Okay. Um, Jake uh, also signed in the Swedish two league. I could give you the, na the, the names of the nah. team, but I'd probably butcher them. <laughs> That's um, all right. So would we. And then Cody, uh, he actually has a year of playing pro under his belt already. 
um, recently signed in Finland. So um, Cody has uh, been a graduate of the program for two years now. Um, but obviously, unfortunately, with COVID, he didn't get to, to participate um, in what he wanted to do. So now he gets a chance to go do that again uh, in Finland. So, yeah, between those three guys, those are uh, great leagues. I, I love the Swedish two league um, for both DJ and Jake. I think that both of them will fly on that open ice. Um, you know, Scott can tell you both of these guys were, were some of the fastest guys on the ice whenever we played. Um, so now they're going to be playing on a much bigger surface on the Olympic ice sheet. And uh, not only are they going to thrive there, but they can have the potential to to move up um, in certain leagues across Europe or even Sweden as well. So I think both of them, including Cody, are, are all in great spots. So, Nick, I want to know, uh, is there any perks for uh, for their past coaches at UNLV to maybe get over and, and see some European hockey at some point? I mean, I've been begging them already to get me some tickets <laughs> and see what they can do to, to put, bunk me up with them for, uh, for a week or so. Uh, but we'll see. I think uh, I think they got a lot on their minds right now. And, you know, as far as the coaching staff here is concerned, we're just really proud. Um, but, hey, you know, if they if they invite us over there for some games, I'm probably not going to say no. Do you own a winter coat? I mean, winter is a relevant term. I own a winter <laughs> coat for Las Vegas, but I don't own a winter coat for Sweden. You might have to go out and purchase one of those because I think there's a hair difference between uh, January in Las Vegas and January in Sweden, Nick. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's a little difference. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I definitely have to go shopping. <laughs> okay, so so this weekend is the is the big fundraiser uh, for Shane McAlonis, and then next Friday another great golf tournament. I'm going to be there for that as well. We're looking forward to it. Tell us about the golf tournament. Different uh, venue this time, but uh, still sold out, still packed. I'm guessing. Yeah, this will be our sixth year, believe it or not, doing our our annual golf tournament. I mean, time has really kind of flown by with this event. Um, starting with just, you know, under 72 golfers now ballooning up to 144 and uh, a waiting list. So each year it's kind of gotten bigger and better. Um, this is kind of uh, the one thing that we really kick off the season with where our guys get to come meet our freshmen, um, get to meet our, our supporters like yourself, uh, donors, boosters and whatnot. So, yeah, normally we do it at Bears Best. Uh, this year it's going to be at the Revere Golf Course, another um, really, really spectacular course here in Vegas. They've been super um, flexible with us. Being uh, being able to play a golf tournament on a Friday isn't always an option, but you know we were, were able to do that. So Friday, August 27th, we have a sold-out uh, tournament with sold-out sponsorship as well. So we'll have 18 whole sponsors. We will have a helicopter golf ball drop this year. Um, we will have a closest to the pin with a golf ball launcher. So just a lot of fun for our guys. Um, to kind of be able to participate in this. A lot of fun for all the participants to be able to do more than maybe just hit golf balls, but, you know, get to converse and, and, and do some fun stuff on the holes as well. Um, but I think uh, I think people that haven't attended and this being their first year, um, I think we're going to set the expectation pretty high for years to come. I see that golf ball launcher thing is probably the only way I'd get the ball anywhere near the green. Forget about the hole. <laughs> anywhere near the green. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think uh, we haven't done this before, but um, you know, you literally just put the, the the launcher over your shoulder, and they tell you where to aim, and and you launch away. And uh, it goes like 400 yards. So obviously, you know, from the sounds of it, your drives aren't aren't going half of that way. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> no, I, maybe I, next time you come up, we'll we'll let you shoot the golf ball launcher. I I I you know I can't hit the ball like Scott does. I mean, 
Yeah, he doesn't need the launcher. The rest of us might, but I can't hit it like he does. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. <laughs> okay, so so Nick, I don't know if you knew this, but last year I started a tradition there. I started uh, the the honorary Raboni family photo with your brother and your dad. So uh, we're getting you in the family photo this year, right? I will be around this year. Yeah, I think I think my brother might not be, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, we'll see. He uh, he didn't get the invite to play in my dad's group, so he's a little upset. Oh, get the cardboard cutout. Oh, yeah, there's out. some family feud there. Uh, I love it. Okay, so let's talk a little hockey here before we let you go. Um, lots of stuff happening in Vegas. The Silver Knights getting their new building. They're going to be in there uh, even early. They're going to be in there in April. Um, they had a great year last year. The Golden Knights continue to do uh, what the Golden Knights do. And, and, you know, another announcement came out the other day. Paul and I were privy to this about three months ago, but North Dakota is coming back to play a U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game against Arizona State. Your thoughts on that, Nick? I love it. I mean, it's great for the sport um, here in Las Vegas to, to not only have professional hockey um, and then, you know, obviously ACHA, but anytime we can have NCAA hockey here at the Division One level, um, it's, it's an awesome thing for our program. Uh, but even better for the fans here to be exposed to that. So, you know, I love Arizona State. You know, I love Greg and, and that whole program down there. So for them to be able to come here and play a quality opponent like North Dakota at a neutral site, um, I think that uh, it, it's only big things for our program, hopefully moving forward as well. Um, but for those two programs, it's uh, it's going to be a fun game. And uh, I look forward to hopefully seeing Arizona State on top there. Uh, that's That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> and, and Nick, let me tell you, Paul and by threw the way, down the gauntlet. I did uh, earlier on the show. He threw down the gauntlet to the Arizona State fans. Tell them what you said, Paul. Hey, I I I understand it's a quote unquote North Dakota home game the way it usually works out. I better not see fifteen thousand people wearing green shirts. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> there's there's enough ASU uh, alumni there and close enough where I better see five to seven maroon and gold gold shirts and i don't mean five to seven i mean five to seven thousand right yeah throw out the rally cry i, I think that uh let's from go a proximity people. standpoint there, there should be no excuses and listen okay. I, I i know as as well as you do that uh, that north dakota has ties there okay but i don't care let's go get down <laughs> right. there, get up there and let's go yeah, you know, you know yeah. what I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see about a uh, thousand or two thousand uh, some red and black rebel jerseys as well, uh, showing some support. And and I told Paul I was going to ask you this, Nick. So you can say you can take the fifth if you want. But um, three years after that, are we going to see a uh, North Dakota UNLV NCAA Division One game, in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game, right there at T-Mobile? You you know what you never know right I'll uh, I'll always throw that out there you never know I think um, I you mean, knew this was coming right it. sorry I did this but you know what it's okay I I you know our program understands where we're at um, Coach Greener and I both um, really would love to see this program continue on the path that it's on and uh, if it does and we do well and you know I think that there's um, enough people that will take interest in it that. Hopefully one day we are playing in that Hall of Fame game, and um, hopefully it isn't five years from now, and it is closer to three or two. Who who knows? You know, it it, it happens so fast for Arizona State. It just goes to show it can happen to any program. Um, but we love being uh, a team and a program that's always mentioned to make that next step, and that's uh, something we take pride in. And and obviously 
um, you know, with things going on at UNLV, changing athletic directors, you know, we can't wait to meet the, the new one and hopefully sit down with them and, and talk a little bit more. Well, I know that when UCLA hired their current athletic director from Boston College, uh, some people that we know that uh, are, are deal with UCLA are like, yes, we got a hockey guy now as our athletic director. I don't think they've they haven't named a new AD there yet, have they? We have an interim uh, AD right now. Now, whether he okay. keeps the job, who knows? Um, you know, it depends probably on all the the uh, credentials and how he does while he's here. Okay. Okay, so Nick, uh, getting back to your program a little bit before we let you go, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the roster that you guys have. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I've told anybody that will listen to me that uh, the WCHL this year, and you guys really in your first year as a participant, I think you're going to have the best conference in ACHA D1 hockey. If not, you're in the top two or three. I think you're uh, hitting the nail right on the head. I think um, our program – um, last year, prior to COVID, 2019, had a really good recruiting class that we just haven't been able to showcase or put on the ice yet. Um, unfortunately, you know, we lost five or six seniors um, that were with the program, um, hoping to have one more year. But the guys that we have coming in are more than capable to step in and, and do a great job and really kind of fulfill the roles that we need. Um, you know, moving forward into this year's recruiting class, we only had about five guys. Um, and with those five guys, we love all of them. Um, and they're all going to have a role here with us as well. So, you know, with our, with our recruiting classes, uh, uh, the previous two years, plus our returners, you know, we're up to 28 players and, and four goalies. And I think, uh, there's going to be a lot of competition, a lot of battles to be had over the next month here. As soon as we start kicking off camp with Kenny, uh, McCutton on September 2nd. Um, there's just, uh, some, excuse me, September 1st, there's going to be a lot of eyes on everyone and see, uh, let, we're just going to let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. And, and, you know, we had your captain on a couple of weeks ago on our, uh, ACHA show, if I can say that I'm trying to get away from the club part of it, but, um, and, and one of the things I'm most impressed with, uh, Nick, and not only your program, but uh, the entire WCHL is how professional you guys take it. Um, we understand you're not on scholarships. We understand that you have to pay to play, but we also understand that, that you guys um, have a certain standard that you want to meet. So uh, for maybe our NCAA listeners that aren't familiar with your program, give them some of the ideas of what they can see in uh, a top-notch ACHA D1 program. The biggest thing is, is really having a strong um, leaders on and off the ice with your program. So you have guys that are going to set the tone for your incoming freshmen. Um, if you continually have a program like that, then the, the freshmen that do come in understand that, you know, this isn't just a quote unquote club team. This is an ACHA division one program that's looking to win a national championship and you're not going to win a national championship with the guys that aren't coming here to be student athletes. Um, really, really being student athletes, you know, taking it serious in the classroom, making sure that they're, they're nobody's missing workouts. Every time we step foot on the ice, we're getting a hundred percent effort from everyone. Um, so that starts, a, that starts with the leadership that we have within our program. And then it funnels up to the top with the coaching staff, uh, our support staff and everything like that as well. If everyone's doing their job, 
Um, you know, we know that we can run a successful program by making sure that we're pushing it out in the local media and getting fans to our games. It, it's pretty much a, a full circle. You know, if we're going to do our job off the ice by getting fans in the building, it, it, it helps create an atmosphere. It helps create energy. And then our guys feed off that. So when our guys feed off that, they want to get better. And then when they want to get better, we bring in better recruits. So it really is, it, it, it kind of comes full circle um, from the top to the bottom. And I have to assume, because you'd be foolish if you did not, uh, when those signings were announced, you, I have to assume you quickly sh- passed out emails to guys you were recruiting, especially the higher-end guys, and saying, see what happens when you come here? You can still play pro hockey. You're exactly right. I think that's one of the first things I did was, um, you know, send that out to a couple guys that we're talking to for the following year and, and just kind of show that we're not blowing smoke. And we say that, you know, we want to elevate guys to that next level. So I, I think that, um, like I said, it is a big deal for those guys. It's also a big deal for our program when it comes to recruiting. And because you guys already have the advantage of uh, the destination city, you guys have the advantage of, putting a lot of fannies in the seats on a regular basis. And you guys, even with the Golden Knights and the Silver Knights there, you guys still get a a decent amount of of high-profile local media coverage. We do. And I think a lot of that has to do with being relevant within the community, getting out there and doing things away from the rink to, to make sure that you're expanding your brand here. We love the Silver Knights. We love the Golden Knights. Um, You know, at the end of the day, they are... We all are kind of battling for for fans, though, you know, and we are battling for recognition. Um, So we have to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward. And social media plays a huge role in that now. So with us, I mean, we have three uh, interns just for social media, Um, whether it's graphic design, video, um, things like that, that. That plays a big deal in making sure that, you know, people understand that we have a hockey program. Um, has a, not just a hockey program, but an elite one as well. So when they're coming to games, they have high expectations that you know we're going to put a great product on the ice too. And so I think um, it, it is important for all, for all of us within the program to continue to spread uh, the word and also to uh, making sure that we're holding ourselves to the highest standard. Uh, and okay. you guys haven't ducked anybody on your schedule. I mean, uh, <laughs> when, when I look at the schedule, uh, besides – uh, outside, there's plenty of schools on there that a get rumored every once in a while to get make the jump. Um, the conference schedule is tough enough as it is, and uh, making that trip out to uh, Fairfax, Virginia, um, is never ever easy to play at Liberty. We can't wait. Um, I think from our program's perspective, and in order to really prepare yourself for the national tournament, which we hope to be in this upcoming season, you have to play the best and not only play the best, but you have to compete and win. And you're not going to put yourself in that situation unless you schedule those teams. So for us to be able to bring Illinois here, to go to Chicago and play Illinois and and some of the great programs that are going to be at that showcase, and then, yes, Liberty as well, um, that's exactly where we want to be. So if we're recruiting and we're doing our job as a staff to get them prepared for these games, Games, there's no doubt in my mind that we're putting ourselves in a great position to to not only make nationals but really compete and understand um, that you know if you're going to beat the Minots and, and the Lindenwoods of the world, you better prepare yourself during the season to do so. All you right, go there, Scott, because he, uh, <laughs> he said it. I didn't. I didn't say it at okay. all. He did. A couple of a couple of things we want to end on uh, with you, Nick, is uh, 
you guys have a couple of really good, fun uh, games. One of them, I think Paul touched on in Liberty, a midnight game. And you're also going to play your own midnight game. So tell us a little bit about those and how excited you are to, uh, to play some midnight games. Well, we know the one in Liberty is going to be tough, and they draw really well for that. I think the the midnight games are always fun for the fans. So we know that uh, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a tough one there, um, but we're also excited to do it. And then as far as us playing it at home, the the East Coast Hockey League team, the Las Vegas Wranglers, that were here for several years, used to do it, and and it used to really sell out. Um, you know, being in a city like Las Vegas, that's a twenty four hour town. You know, it's it's an opportunity to get fans there that maybe work during the traditional times. Um, And not to mention, obviously, it's always fun for the college students to be able to get out and and do a little Midnight Madness game as well. So for us, we're going to play the University of Utah on a Thursday night. Um, It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a packed house. It's going to be rowdy. Um, We are going to have a tailgate that night as well. So it's uh, it's overall uh, something that's very anticipated within the program and our fans. Okay, Paul wants to get it out of there before I let you go. So your thoughts on Lindenwood, are they actually going to go NCAA or uh, is it just smoke coming out of that direction? Oh, I think it's going to happen. I uh, I don't think there's any smoke there. Uh, the way that they're recruiting and <laughs> I see the guys that they're getting, I, I don't think that those guys are going there without the understanding they're going <laughs> to play Division One college hockey pretty soon. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just another obstacle for us. And, you know, if we see them this year, we see them this year. Um, but, you know, good for them. Anytime that you can elevate your program like that, it's great for the league. Listen, you have to you have to beat everybody to win a national championship, right? You're exactly right. You don't shy away from anyone. So, um, yeah, you beat, be the best. You got to beat the best. The old exactly. adage. Nick, thanks so much for taking some time to join us. Safe travels uh, when you leave Vegas for a little while. I will be up there this Friday. I'll be up there next Friday. It sounds like I'm going to be up there on September 1st to see uh, my good friend Kenny McCudden do some work with you guys again because uh, I haven't seen Kenny in a little while, and I bet he's itching to get on the ice with you guys. Yeah, we will see you soon, Scott. Thank you. Uh, all right, thanks, that's Nick, Nick Raboni, the uh, associate head coach of the UNLV Rebels, bringing us all kinds of Rebel talk. And uh, I know this is NCAA hockey, folks, but uh, that, that group at UNLV is as close as it gets to NCAA hockey. Uh, We'll be back in about two minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Now. Thrilled to have you with us. 
the nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Coming to you from the Summer Skates Hockey Players Footwear Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Paul, you know the drill by now. Uh, I always have a guest on. I always got to get your thoughts on what you heard from the associate head coach at UNLV, Nick Ravoni. Well, listen, if if, if anybody uh, is wondering whether or not there are schools besides the one that, you know, is but isn't, uh, trying to get is on their on a path to at least position themselves to make that jump. Okay, clearly they are, and clearly, uh, he and and, and head coach uh, Veneri Greener they 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 know where they have to be, and 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 they know where they are, and 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 you know the one thing that that's hard to have in this situation is patience. I think everybody expects it to happen. Um, I don't know. Do you call three to five years soon? I guess you have to, right? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I call it, I call it soon because to tell you what, Paul, uh, six years ago when I started this company and uh, Nick and Zcon and Anthony uh, were putting this all together and I saw what they were doing and where they were playing. If you would have told me six years later, that they're going to have their sixth annual fundraiser golf tournament. They're going to be playing uh, teams like Illinois and Liberty and Minot State and, and doing it all in a beautiful facility like uh, City National Arena. I would have wanted to have your temperature check because uh, I don't know if I would have believed it, but they put it together. They dreamed it. They fulfilled their dreams. They're uh, achieving the highest level at ACHA uh, Division One that that can be achieved. There's only uh, one natural progression from this point forward, and I know there's a lot of big steps about it, but one thing I hope, Paul, that you and I are able to do a a small piece of over the next, I don't know, decade or more when we're doing this is try to take away the stigma that you don't have to be secret. Uh, The NCAA doesn't have to be secretive about adding a program. And if teams want to do it, and uh, let's go out and help these teams get there. Let's let's find lockers for more players because, you know, I mean, all this the secret stuff, this, it, it just doesn't help. Let's talk about it. Let's boost it. Let's find a way to make it happen. Let's make it reality. Well, that might be a good show to have if we can get anybody connected with Augustana uh, to come on and talk to us about that because they certainly were public with it. Uh, after the, after the, the, it, it was, it first became public. I, I mean, you know, they, they, when they were, you know, when it came out that they were looking to do it, they certainly didn't deny it. 
They didn't say no. Where they said uh, yes, we we want to do this. Now, does that help them? Does it hurt them? I don't know. Like I said, maybe that's a good topic to have somebody connected with there. Even if we don't have them on for a normal length interview, even if we just have them on for a few minutes just to kind of uh, get the temperature, why not? Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, and you know, and and go ahead. Like I said, and at least, like I said, they're like you said, they're upfront about it. Yeah, and the other thing that that you know, I want to throw that out in in terms of the Lyndon uh, Wood talk too is that. Um, you know, when you're talking about uh, Lindenwood coming on, I, I think their their coaches and, and the people that are behind the drive to bring them to NCAA are really hoping, uh, dare I say, banking on playing these NCAA games to uh, continue to generate some revenue. I mean, let's just say that they come out and they play Air Force at home really tough. And, uh, and, and dare I say that they sneak out a win. And uh, the people that might be potential donors see that and go, hey, that was kind of fun. Uh, Lindenwood Lions beat, beat Air Force. Sorry, Frank. I didn't mean to say it that way. But <laughs> yeah, Frank's not going to be too happy with you. But if you go on the road and you compete against an Arizona State or an LIU or whoever it is and, and you show people uh, that are potential donors that, hey, we can compete at this level and we are serious about this, maybe that uh, – Puts them over the top. Maybe people go, okay, okay, I'm behind this thing. You know, and, and it, I just, um, you know, I, looking at UNLV's schedule, the only team missing is Navy. You, you, they, you have a lot of rumor mills scheduled on that schedule. Between Illinois, you hear Liberty every once in a while. We know that your buddy or our buddy Chad down about 150 miles south of you Uh those rumors went around when I was younger. I forget about now. They went around in, 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 in a long time ago. And, you know, and, and I'm not going to lie. I hope they and, do. And don't shake your head at Utah because Utah's made it clear that they have aspirations of going somewhere too. And uh, I'm going to tell you, don't shake your head at uh, Grand Canyon, Oregon. Uh, all of those well, uh, have, have goals. They want to get places. And yeah, then I don't. It's a process. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, and, and I, uh, God, it hurts me to say this, but uh, I agree with you. Why keep it secret? Yeah, exactly. And I, that that goes right back to the the Frank's territory, where they need to band together. They need to be one strong union and, instead of divided conferences. And, and let's bring it all together. Let's. You can have your conferences. That's great. That's awesome. But let's make it a power five conference with a dozen teams in each or make it a power six with a dozen teams in each. Well, uh, let's let just make sure that every team survives. Yeah, but that's where it's that's where they're going to survive. If they're in a conference, they can survive because they've got a built in schedule uh, and they got, you know, a support group. I mean, just look at our friends at the NCHC. Look how vast they have grown. They just keep getting bigger and better, and they take it one step farther. And congratulations, by the way, to Michael Wiseman, the now uh, associate commissioner, as he's moved his way up in the NCHC. So good job, Michael. And uh, they're, they're continuing to do more. They want, uh, they want their electronics and their social media and everything to just uh, – be top notch. And if you've seen what they do in their tournaments and in their regular season, 
Why not? Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I understand. I get it. I agree with you. You're going to do it. Do it right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that as teams come on, I mean, we got to look no further than your alma mater and the, and the university that's 15 miles from my door and at Arizona State. They're doing it right. They've done it right from the start. I mean, they get they get bashed all the time for introducing new uh, uniform combinations. But, hey, if you've got a partner like Adidas and they want to do it and they want to showcase new stuff, do it. Just yeah. do it. Sorry, Adidas. Absolutely. <laughs> What? No, what? Well, no. I think you're confusing. No, I know. With, I just with I, I, with Oregon. Uh, no, I know. I said Adidas. I didn't mean to say just do it, Adidas. <laughs> I mean Adidas has their own logo, but and their own tagline. But uh, what an unbelievable deal! And uh, you know, I, I thought ASU also did a good thing on their uh, social media page when they said, "Hey, um, you know, you may not like us, but we're in your head. Just take a look at the uh, the oh, clicks." Well. Listen, and, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's fantastic. That's how you build a program. That's how you build rivalries. That's how you build excitement. Now, the only thing I'm asking is, please, for the love of God, put a pep band in your arena and let's bring some college spirit to it. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure that's well, there's a lot the of works. places that don't. And that should be in the works because uh, that's where it is in college athletics. It's at basketball games. It's at football games. Let's make it that way at, at college hockey games. Let's bring well, it listen, back. I, that's I, what I, I grew up in. I, I get that. And, you know, the, there will be – there's going to – there will have to be adjustments made. I, I'm sure they'll take what they're doing at, uh, at Oceanside and, and, and multiply it. But you still kind of got to get your feet wet and and get in there. Oh, I'm sure they, ha- I'm sure they have plans, and I am sure that um, these kinds of things have already been discussed. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up on this. Um, I took a tour in April, from April 5th to May 5th, and I did it because I wanted to see uh, just how close teams were at every level uh, from maybe 16 year olds to 24 year olds. And I, I saw with my own eyes, it's a lot closer than you think. And that was part of the reason why I wanted Nick on tonight was not only to talk about the great charity event and the golf tournament and the relevancy of their program and, and the, the uh, U S hockey hall of fame game again, there next year in Vegas and the golden Knights and the silver Knights and all that stuff. But I just wanted people to know that uh, at the ACHA D1 level, it is getting surprisingly close to NCAA hockey. It's not there. I'm not saying that. I'm it's just not. saying that the talent is getting closer and closer and closer. And the reason it's going to continue to build, in my estimation, Paul, is strictly because of COVID. Because those places that lost um, uh, lost players because they, uh, a year was given to them for them to come back, and those guys that got aged out, there's some quality hockey players that are not going to have lockers and in, in NCAA hockey. They're going to have to find places to play. And uh, over the next four or five years, that might be what brings that gap even closer. No, I don't think there's any question about that. I, 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 I hope that in a weird, strange way that this – or that can 
say to people, hey, we can we can do this and compete at the NCAA level. And it would be a boon to our programs. And yeah, we know they have to they have to add, you know, there's there's always Title IX consideration. So it's not just bringing on one team, it's bringing on at least two. As it should be. As it absolutely should be. But, you know, you have to make the investments in order to reap the benefits. Amen, brother. Amen. So, you know, you, you, you want to do something to make your school stand out. Um, you know, do, do something that, that does. I mean, I'll bring this up just because, uh, you know, when, when, when we see ASU making a social media post and there are ones that are better than others, as you would expect. I mean, you know, if you have a hundred things, something has to be first and something has to be last. Okay. But there's a whole bunch of people. And we've said this before that do not like the fact that ASU has a hockey team, an NCAA hockey team. Okay. But you know what that means? It also means that they know you're there. Yes, they do. Okay. Love them, hate them. Just know we're there. What a great way to end. Take it away, my friend. College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Summer Skates. Play on the ice is heating up, so is the weather. Makes it more important to keep those drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Behind the mask and its three valley locations, on ice or in line, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Buy Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table. The place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey in a world-class education in a destination city. M-Drive. Help for your immune system. Building lean muscle mass and making it throughout the day without that afternoon crash. Go to mdriveformen.com and see how our High-protein, low-carb start shakes can work for you. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award for Best Barbecue. Stop in for lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or whenever you're attending the next big event at Allegiant Stadium. Boost Mobile, you choose, you save. Mix and match any line to create your own family plan with prices as low as $15 a month per line. And by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it. And NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. And right now get that early bird promotional price. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. 
Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. And uh, I will kind of bleed over from last night. Uh, Sad to say that the uh, San Jose uh, prospect development uh, game will be uh, live streamed with no fans. I was hoping we would be past that by this point. Um, But I am thrilled to say that on Friday night, there will be live fans. It'll be a packed house as uh, the UNLV Skating Rebels uh, put on the, uh, the charity game for Shane McAlonis and uh, what a great cause what a great group of guys 19 guys on each team Paul uh, for a charity game they, they've got awesome. full rosters so it's going to be a lot of fun I will be there I will see you Vegas very very soon thanks to everybody for tuning in thanks to Nick Raboni the associate head coach at UNLV for joining us tonight on College Hockey Southwest Weekly Paul thanks for you and all your insight we will talk to you again on Sunday night when uh we got another guest on, and it might be the one that was supposed to be tonight. I'm not going to put it out there yet because I don't want to jinx it. Well, I will <laughs> listen. I, you know me. I wait till Sunday night before I even get. You know, uh, I, I mean, I get an, I, I have an idea of what I'm going to do, but you know, I just <laughs> that's wait. live. That's live podcast. Things can change yep. tomorrow night. Another great club hockey Southwest weekly show with myself and Stephen Marsh, and then of course, uh, get out Friday night. Get your tickets. Get your jersey or get your T-shirts and support the great cause up at UNLV. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.